Perhaps food at its most basic level is just fuel to simply keep us alive. Substance to keep our bellies full and our engines running. But some foods, although they may keep us alive for the moment, may be slowly killing us. But on the other end of that spectrum, there's the food and drinks that have the power to heal us. That's where we pick up today. Did you know that drinking tea can help protect brain health, improve heart health, boost energy levels, support weight loss, aid in digestion, and help regulate blood sugar? But not all teas display these qualities. Today we find out how to pick out and prepare the right teas in a way that supports the highest benefit to your health and well-being. Let's find out what happens when your body's fuel is intentional. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project. In today's podcast, we'll interview a true revolutionary who's making evolutionary change in their community. Resilient communities are the core building blocks of a just and sustainable global society. And the foundation of a resilient community is a just and sustainable local food economy. It's why the global revolution starts at home at local farms and community gardens, at grocery co-ops and local food hubs, in your own garden, in your kitchen, and on your plate. The local food supply chain is the foundation of a self-reliant community, and resilient, self-reliant communities are the core building blocks of a just and sustainable new society, a new social system that will make this existing system of corruption obsolete. That is the revolution we seek. The real revolution is a strategic, nonviolent revolution. It builds self-reliance and community resilience. The real revolution is a local revolt. My guests today are two special individuals who have come together in collaboration. One is an artist, songwriter, record producer, speaker, and podcast host who has a passion to help people find more gratitude, meaning, and appreciation for life. And he's joined by a healer, empath, and a Reiki master whose journey led her on a quest for knowledge and herbs, plants, and natural healing powers. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Wild and Free, Sean Young, and Brenda Thomas. Hey. Thank you for having us. Cool. Yeah. So maybe y'all could just start by uh, giving the listeners a little background about, um, you know, what y'all do independently and then how y'all came together. Sure thing. Brenda? Um, well, I'm a mother of five. <laughs> And I'm also a writer. I just published my first novel in 2018 titled Ooh Girl. Nice. And I'm a paralegal, but I mainly just want to heal. So that's why I opened up the Healing Garden Cafe um, to start giving out tea bombs and uh, other healing bombs to help heal people. And I eventually want to open it up full stream, brick and mortar, just geared towards healing. So that's what I do. All I wear all those hats. Mother, writer, healer. Right on. I love that. I love that. And Sean, what's your background? 
Indeed, indeed. Well, I'm a lyrical performing artist from the east side of Atlanta. I've been working on music consistently since about 2012. As a profession or as far as like how I make my living, I do graphic and web design. But that's something that I've been like weaning off and moving more into immersing myself within building my brand and everything around Mr. Wild and Free. So the music, the tea, the podcast, you know, the speaking, all of it. And I've just been working really diligently towards bringing that to fruition. Cool, cool. So just a little background. We've known each other for a while now, a little while, and I've been uh, following your music. And I recently went on to your uh, to your website and yeah. I saw that you're doing a tea blend now. So that's why I reached out to you to get to know, you know, what was going on with your tea blend. And you told me that you and Brenda had started this new thing. So yeah. that's why I wanted to have y'all on here. And what Brenda does is actually, you know, totally right up, right up our alley for uh, Waking Justice. So, so Brenda, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the Healing Garden Cafe? Um, the Healing Garden Cafe is a place to heal. Like, I started out making teas. I wouldn't say stumble upon. I would say by accident, really. It was like, I guess, by divine design. Put it that way. <laughs> and I got into it because I peer-reviewed someone's paper, and he was the head of the Department of Agriculture, and he was talking about all the poisons in our food and everything like that. Um, I was already drinking nettle tea for like my hair and nails um, and just mm. uh, just wimmily parts. And uh, I went to the store one day. I already weaned myself off of fast food and medicine. And my son had chronic asthma. And I went to the health food store one day and I walked past the herb hyssop. And, you know, if you heard of hyssop, I've only heard of it in the Bible where David begged God to purge him with hyssop. And I didn't know that that was really an herb. So I picked it up and I went home and I started reading about it. And then I found myself in this rabbit hole, but it was something I couldn't get tired. Like I'll be up at like three or four o'clock in the morning just studying herbs. Wow. And I started putting together different blends when I found out that burdock roots held with asthma. And I had been diagnosed with gallstones and stuff. And I found out that uh, milk thistle reversed gallstones and liver issues. Mm. Um, I started making different blends. And I gave my son this blend with burdock root and mulin. And I gave it to him for a week. And he didn't need his inhaler. He didn't need this single air. He didn't have any problems. So I kept giving it to him. And then a month later, Tayon had no problems. And he has not needed an inhaler or anything since. He doesn't even drink the tea anymore. Wow. Uh, and so I knew that I was onto something and then I just kept on trying different things. And I always wanted to be a doctor anyway, but me and math and all that did not get along. So I'm just like, I just be a paralegal or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I realized that was my calling because I, so I opened up the Hill and Guard Cafe. I stepped out on faith and I had already had so many different blends that helped with like your heart issues, uh, liver disease arthritis i already made so many combinations to heal i'm like okay i can go ahead and start this at least open it up online where i can start getting people to buy the tea so they can heal and then eventually i'll get the brick and mortar cool and how'd you get into reiki i got into reiki just by studying like i've always been into healing people like i've always been the nurturer um i also an empath so i see a lot of things before they happen too 
And I've always just been like this healer. Like I wanted to see what, what that was called because people would tell me like your hugs, like just heal me. Like I had a headache and you came and gave me a hug and it went away. Mm. And I wanted to see what that was. So I started studying it and then I'm like, okay, this is something that I'm interested in. So um, I ended up taking classes with this lady by the name of Lisa Powers. And okay. uh, she ended up training me and everything. And I went from there. I got my attunement and got certified. And I started charging my crystals with Reiki. And I started nice. just doing Reiki on myself. And um, I didn't even realize that I was already doing it. It was just something I was naturally born with. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you got that good healing energy. Yeah, yeah I, I just didn't know what it was. So I just, like I said, I'm a, I, I'm a book junkie. So I'll just read and read and read. And it's like, oh, okay, this resonates with me. Let me go study some more. And so that's how I came across that. That's so cool. Okay, so y'all got to tell me about this tea blend that y'all came up with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about it, Sean. Okay, yeah, for sure. So... Uh, just to give a little background with myself, as far as like the whole tea thing, mm -hmm. you know, Jamaican family, right? Like Jamaican on my mother's side, it's, tea is a big thing in our culture, right? And mm. born drinking tea, I I can't tell you. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've drink coffee, <laughs> okay. uh, you know. But all throughout college, I'd be drinking tea. Um, people know me for like two things nowadays with the music, right? It's my ad lib, well. <laughs> right <laughs> nice <laughs> and then my tea references right like the notice that i'm always talking about tea and of course you know positive vibes and whatnot but it was something that i was always excited about in college i was taking an entrepreneurial course and in my final exam for that you know we had to write a business plan and my business plan was for a tea house it wasn't okay. about music. It wasn't about design. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was actually about a tea house. Wow. Um, so it was always something that I wanted to approach and, you know, find my way into sharing tea and the healing benefits with others. And, you know, fast forward into today where, you know, I'm focusing on my music and all my endeavors. Brenda has been a blessing. She's like one of my biggest supporters. She's just always showing love. She, she listens to my music, she shares it and all of this stuff. And I, like, I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's like definitely something that has helped me to continue on my journey and knowing that what I'm doing is beneficial. And, you know, we just started talking, you know, and I was like, wow, like you're, you're really into some dope things. You know, I found out that she ran the, the healing garden cafe and my mind was blown. Cause I was just like, yo, like, <laughs> like, that's crazy. I was like, you found me, but like, you're doing like what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you've already manifested something so great and you have all of the skill sets and you, you know, you understand herbs like far more than I do. Right. Like I have an intuitive understanding of it. Like I'm real, like, like I'll read the benefits and I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. Right, and yeah. I'll just like be drinking it and consuming it and like feeling it. But I'm not like, like Brenda is like on top of shit. Like, oh no. Like, like when I tell you that when the idea came about, yeah, I had recommended some ingredients or something like that. I was just like, yeah, like I think we should do this, this, this. Right. And she's like, okay, oh, that's good. This one right here. That nutmeg, right. She's like, okay. yeah, the nutmeg. She's like, you don't want that in your tea. So I was like, okay, bet. This is why I came to you. Right. <laughs> so nice. 
Brenda's just been a really, really big help, a really big blessing. Like I, I reached out to her and it actually, the collaboration came about because as I mentioned, tea was something that I always wanted to do. We had already kind of talked about doing a tea collaboration mm-hmm. already, just from right. when I figured out she was doing the Healing Garden Cafe. But something came about in my business endeavors where it would make sense for me to go ahead and kind of like get something done, right? In regards to the tea. Sure. And I was just I reached out to Brenda. I told her what the ordeal was and she was very understanding. She was like, Yeah, I, I get it, you know, and I'm 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 here for you, you know, I'm I'm hundred percent ready to do the collaboration. And I was just like super ecstatic, you know. So yeah. we definitely made it happen and um just thankful, super excited. And I, I have friends and family and everybody that's just like elated because they're like wow like you actually got your tea blend like you you've been talking about tea for the longest time and here you are you have your own tea and they're they're like oh that's incredible so i'm just i'm blessed like brenda has helped me out and knowing that this pursuit is like you know it's a mutually beneficial thing you know where it's like i'm helping her business grow and she's helping business grow and you know there's just there's so much more to come i'm really excited about it and yeah. he came up with a great tea. It's a great blend. It really heals people. It's just, it's really what it's called. Wild and well, it heals. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So can you talk a little bit about the healing aspects? Because I know like, of course, y'all are very intentional people. So what mm-hmm. what is the intent behind this particular blend? Absolutely. So the main ingredients that like off jump, I knew I wanted go-to cola and ruibos in the mix, right? Go-to cola is really great. For me, the the one thing that really stands out is like the cognitive function, right? Uh, Mental clarity. um, It helps to reduce anxiety and stress. It can act as an antidepressant. It helps to improve circulation. Mm -hmm. And um, it can also help with like insomnia. And then like with Ruibos, I'm not sure if you know what Ruibos is or not, but that's uh, what they refer to as red tea. You know how they have black tea? They got Mm -hmm. green Rui Bose right. is referred to as a red tea. Okay. Right? And it has like this sweet, earthy flavor. It kind of like ties it all together really nicely. And Rui Bose aids in weight loss. It's good for like improving the appearance of your skin, right? So like anti-inflammatory, like mm-hmm. it alleviates pain. Um, it kind of helps stave off allergies, right. you know, good for like digestion, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the main two. And then like star anise and orange peel, were the contributions that Brenda were like, oh, I think that these would kind of go well with what you got going on too. Because like it was more than just those ingredients at first. And then we kind of like whittled that down to like, okay, these are going to be the final ones. But yeah, Brenda, tell them about the star anise and the orange peel. The star anise, it's really that star when it, the star is really a star herb. Like it helps with high blood pressure. It's an antioxidant. It fights the flu virus and the cold virus. It aids in digestion. It also helps diabetics. It can help lower their uh, blood sugar. It helps with their digestion system. It's so many, it's a plethora of things that it helps with. And then the orange also helps with diabetes as well like diabetes it lowers your blood sugar if need be it aids in weight loss it helps with your skin so it's well it's a well tea like it's going to help you all around anybody can drink it 
even if you're pregnant, you can drink this tea. It's not going to harm you. It's going to help you. If you're diabetic, you can drink this tea. You don't have to worry about um, if it's going to raise your blood sugar or anything like that. It's actually going to help you. It's going to help you get in alignment with things that you need to get in alignment with. I, I think it's a meditation tea, to be honest, because... Mm especially like under the full moons and things like that, when you're ready to like really sit down and meditate, Wotukola is that herb anyway. And yep. so everything else paired with it is just going to bring you into alignment with what you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the blend, it just does so well together because even if there are like some like things to be cautious of with one particular one, the other herb kind of counterbalances that and brings it all so that it's all like a really beneficial like, like she was saying, like anybody can drink it, you know? Right. It's really That's awesome. so cool. Right on. So I wanted to ask y'all a little bit more about that. So this one, this tea has obvious benefits and it sounds like most teas have a lot of benefits. So like, no. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about that. Not your store-bought tea. Your yeah, store-bought, store-bought teas tea. are oxidized. Like your black tea, for instance, black tea is not actually good for you if you drink it in large quantities because they didn't roasted that tea. They didn't they actually tuck it out of its natural element, which is actually bad for you. And then they messed up the structure of the tea. Um, it's not the caffeine in it is no longer good for you. So that's why. You should drink green tea that's not burnt. Well, I say not roasted already. You should just drink gunpowder green tea or something like that because it has a high caffeine content or a medium, but it's not going to mess you up like store-bought caffeine, like the man-made teas that they didn't tuck these leaves from the tree and they didn't oxidize them so much. That's why you can have drink that tea in five minutes. With our tea, you have to let that steep. Like Sean Sun, let it steep. You have to really, really, really let that tea steep so you can get the maximum benefits of it. It's not a tea that you're just going to sit in a teapot and you think you're going to drink it in five minutes. You're not going to get the benefits. You have to let it prolong. And that's the difference between certain teas. All teas are not good for you in a sense, like the store-bought teas, the yogi teas. You really have to pay attention to make sure there's no fillers. There's no fillers or artificial flavors in our teas. We don't put anything in there. But you can see that in certain teas, there's fillers were just, I call it grass because it's yeah. not the whole tea. If you take store-bought chamomile and you take chamomile from a herbal supplier, you're going to smell the difference. You're not going to smell that chamomile from the store. You're going to actually buy. I didn't know chamomile smell like this if you really get it from a real herb dealer. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, now that you say that, that really makes sense because, um, you know, on my caffeine journey, if you will, like, you know, coffee kind of messes me up. Like, I'm not going to lie. I drink coffee sometimes and I get like kind of out of my mind and I feel like yes. I want to jump out of my skin, you know? I Black used from one, also co- one does recovering that. coffee addict to the next. I just weaned myself off of coffee with Badass Vegan in 2018 because mm. he did the Clean Vegan Challenge. Yeah. Okay. I, re- I knew the effects of coffee, but I was real life addicted. Like I was a freaking junkie for this. And even though I still drank my tea, I've been a tea junkie all my life too. It was like back and forth, but mm. coffee is not good at all, but it's a real life addiction and you really have to do a detox. And those first few days you'll be feeling like you're withdrawing because that caffeine is so bad for you. 
Yeah. And I have noticed, you know, to go along with what you said, that green tea doesn't really give me that anxiety. Right. Um, it, it doesn't make me as as jumpy and you know what I mean? Um, so you were saying like there's certain green teas that are better than other ones. How do you know like which ones are good to drink? Your store-bought green teas are not going to be good for you. It's like a microwave society at the grocery store. Mm. Like I say they burn it. They didn't burn that that leaf so much that mm. it doesn't have any good benefits. They didn't basically burn it for you. Like they burn it instead of steeping it and they and, and then they roasted it. And then that's why you get the effects of a little bit of the caffeine. It doesn't make you crash as others, but the yeah. real green tea is going to help you with so many things. Green tea is actually good for your body in so many ways. And the caffeine in it is actually good for you. It is going to wake your mind up. It's not going to make you crash. It is going to give you more energy. You're you're going to feel like you can keep going with that particular green tea. If you get a green tea from the store, it has a little bit of healing benefits in it, but they didn't basically tuck it all out by burning it. Yeah. If you're going to be buying store-bought teas, right? Like, Because when you said, oh, yeah, is all tea good? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, because like, I'm... I'm basically only buying organic teas or I'm going to like the farmer's market mm-hmm. or I go like there's a Zen tea right here in Atlanta. Shout out to Zen tea. They have like a really nice tea shop where they have like the packaged blends, but it's like the real herb, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you're yeah. buying store bought, you know what I'm saying? Like do your best to buy organic, right. Uh, fair trade, right. you know, looking for those certain indicators, but I agree. Like if you actually look at the process of how long it takes to cure and prepare and like, like the leaves for tea, right? Right. You would, you would be surprised what that process actually looks like. And to know that, you know, there are companies that are taking the shortcut right? and, you know, kind of like microwaving it, as she says, like basically like nuking the tea to, right. or like roasting it just to get it in front of you quicker and, you know, cheaper, then it's like, okay, you're, you're taking out a lot of the benefit. It's the same difference between like fast food and like a home cooked meal, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so it sounds like a lot of it when it comes to the store bought tea is just marketing. It sounds like they're right. trying to sell you something that ha- they've commodified it. And it's like, it's kind of more for money than the healing properties. Right. Uh, most marketing is <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean it's better than soda and juice and everything like that. But you definitely have to look on the back of the package and see exactly what all that has in there, because it is it's it's for it's a quick buck for them. That's why it's four ninety nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's five dollars. Like real green tea is not going to be five dollars a box. Or you you know you like might be able to source like a small amount of like. <laughs> loose leaf right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right milk thistle is not going to be just five dollars just for those little bags like you really have to make sure you're getting all of the milk thistle and not milk thistle in another plant that doesn't do anything for you sure and another thing i would say too is it's kind of similar to like juice as well right like you know how like store-bought juice some of it'll like it'll be like a whole container of juice fully branded on the front. Oh, it's real juice. And then you look on the back. 100%. 10% juice. And it's like, <laughs> where, how did that happen? And then it'll be like, right. oh, it's 100% real orange juice from concentrate. From concentrate. <laughs> right? And do you know what that means? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. So basically like from concentrate means like 
the dregs of the orange, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like kind of like pressing it after the juice has already been left, right? Mm-hmm. And then like blending it with water or something like that. So like yeah. blending the orange peel or like pressing the orange peel with the dregs of the orange. And then like that's the orange juice that you get from concentrate. So right. if you're buying juice, you would look for like not from concentrate 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing with teas, right? It's like right. you get in just like the store brought stuff is kind of like using the dregs of the actual tea or just like imagine like you want dandelion root or, or like chamomile or chrysanthemum or something like that, right? If you get like real chrysanthemum tea or something like that, like you'll see whole buds of the flower. Mm-hmm. And now imagine if they maybe had like chrysanthemum from concentrate, you probably just get like the little twigs off the side of it. <laughs> right. Watered down. Just call it watered down. Yeah, watered down tea, right? Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another part of that process too is once again, I think, um, you know, when it comes to juice, they also heat it up, right? Like sometimes it's heated above a certain temperature right. to make the shelf life longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I actually wanted to ask y'all about that because because that's like a common theme in the plant world is like if you heat it up too much, then you're going to lose a lot of the nutrients, right? Right. So can y'all kind of give us some advice when it comes to steeping tea? Like I've just recently learned not to boil the tea. So yeah. right. You can boil the water. Boil the water. But yeah. You don't pour the boiling water right over the tea, right? Like let the water kind of cool down, right? Let it stop rolling, mm-hmm. right? Don't pour the water directly over the tea as the water is like still rolling like that. You know what I'm saying? Give it a mm-hmm. minute or two, maybe three, right? Right. Allow the water to kind of cool down a bit and then you can pour it over the water. Another option is to cut off the tea kettle or stop the water from rolling all of the right. way, right? Just when it's about to start rolling, mm-hmm. you can then cut the water off and pour it over your tea. Right. And then you can also cold infuse it. You can pour herbs in a, not metal, Try to keep your herbs away from metal because metal also takes away the healing benefits, but you can put it in a glass jar and you can cold infuse it. You can put it in the refrigerator as long as it sits overnight, then you'll have an infusion and then you can let your tea steep. The longer you let it steep, the more medicinal it is, but as long as it's not over a certain temperature, burning it out. So when I make bottle teas, I allow those to sit overnight. I allow them to sit in the herbs overnight. However, the water is cooling now. And then I bottle them because I want to put it in the bottle. I want to make sure they have all the flavor in there. And then they also have all the healing benefits. But usually the longer you let it steep, the more healing it would be. But you can't have it in that heat. You have to let it cool down. And then yeah. as long as it's cooling down, you'll be fine and still getting all the benefits. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good advice because I've been wondering that myself, you know, because I used to just boil the tea and like, Sometimes I would just pour it right on top, like right after it boiled, you know, and then I've been learning this slowly. So that's that's really good advice. Another thing I was going to ask y'all is like, you know, as we move into the winter months right now, do y'all have any tips for staying healthy throughout this time, especially with COVID going around and the normal flu that people usually get and colds and stuff like that? Do y'all have any advice for people on how to stay healthy? Absolutely. Nice. Well, you can drink the wild and well tea because that's an antioxidant that <laughs> okay. uh, keep you from getting sick. And then I have a tea called Winter Joy that actually fights the pneumonia, cold, flu. It has every single last herb in there that will knock a cold or pneumonia on its tail. It has a lecopane that helps with coughs and your your lungs. It has elderberry. It has mulane. It has 
echinacea. It has all those herbs in there that will fight the cold and flu in COVID. You know, it, it will yeah. it will take all that away. And then I use oil of oregano. I recommend oil of oregano to everybody because yeah. that that reverses strep throat. It's an antibiotic. It's a antiseptic. Like it'll get rid of ear infections. It's spicy, but it it works. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, I've been using oil of oregano a lot, especially if I feel a cold coming on. Yes. That's going to be one of the first things going in my mouth. And I just let the little capsule rest in my uh, lip here um, and it'll get real spicy and hot. But man, like it feels good, though. And usually the next day I'm good to go. You can. Yeah, the, I use the droppers. I take it straight back to the throat with the dropper and get it in nice. the system really fast. I'm not really too much of a pill popper. But I get it. I get it <laughs> yeah. right back in my throat. Right yes. on. And so, of course, staying hydrated, mm-hmm. exercising, right? Like working out is really good in the winter seasons as well. Especially like for me, I actually don't like overdoing it with the heat, right? Like turning on like heaters and that type of thing. Like I, I try to keep it to like a moderate temperature, mm-hmm. but like physical exercise. Like if I'm, I'm feeling a little chilly or something like that getting some jumping jacks in, doing some push-ups, running around the block or something, or like squats, those type of things, right? Just something light, you know, for 15 minutes in the morning or something like that, maybe in the afternoon and maybe at night, just kind of keeping your body moving will absolutely help to fight off anything that will kind of come about with that. But also you got to recognize too, is like a lot of the things with like the winter months and that the reason why that cold is getting to you is because your body is not used to that cold temperature, right? So if you're constantly putting yourself back in the heat, right, and you're making yourself like super warm and you're tricking your body into thinking that the the climate is warmer than it is, right? And then you go run outside or you have to go somewhere and the temperature drops all of a sudden, right? It's kind of like micro hypothermia or something, you know? Right. Whereas yeah. like your body's not recognized. It's like, wait, okay, do you want me to be hot? Do you want me to be cold? You know what's going on? Right. I don't take straight cold showers in the winter because I'll take cold showers straight in the summer. Mm-hmm. But in the wintertime, like I'll get in the shower, you know what I'm saying? I'll allow myself to get a little warm, right? But then before I get out the shower, I'm always turning the water to like cold, really cold water to where it's like, oh, snap, you know? You're like, on your own. <laughs> you say you're on your own with that. <laughs> I was going to say, you're a bigger man than me, Sean, because I've tried that so many times. I can't, I, for the life of me, like I can last maybe 30 seconds. Maybe. I mean, but that's good though. I didn't yeah. take it. Look, I'm not even taking a chance. I want my water hot. I, I, I need it. In the summer, I can might get away with that. But in the wintertime, give me my heating pad. Give me everything warm. <laughs> Because I'm in Ohio where the weather is bipolar anyway. So True. Yeah. Granted, I am in Atlanta. I, right. like, I need to, I need yeah, to be Atlanta. <laughs> but also, like, people really need to get in alignment. Like, they really need to balance themselves because this is a season for everybody to get depressed because they mm. feel like they need to give people things. And you got to have money to make people happy this season because it's Christmas is all these holidays coming up. So a lot of people are getting stressed. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're trying to people please people. And when you, when you're angry with people, when you're realizing that you got all this stress in your body that can just bring on a cold like that. True. Like it can really make you sick. And so you like, what did I do? I haven't been around anybody sick. Be like, no, it's something going on internally with your spirit. Like you need to get your spirit right. Take some time by yourself. Take a sabbatical for a minute. You know, get that cold shower. I don't know about cold shower. I'm going to get a warm shower. You know, bring your singing bow out, you know, charge your crystals, 
write in your journal, be honest, scream if you have to, take a walk, but you definitely need to do all those things to yeah. fight off these viruses because you need to have a healthy mind to fight these colds as well. Absolutely. No doubt. That makes a lot of sense. That's great advice, y'all. Yeah. Absolutely. Brenda and I were actually just talking about that a little bit earlier, too. It was like, you know, when she's saying, like, keeping the body in balance and being honest with yourself, you know, we were talking about uh, toxic positivity and, like, mm -hmm. keeping your energies in line, being honest with your emotional state, right? Because, you know, I was telling mm -hmm. her, I'm like, oftentimes I feel like that might be something that people perceive out of me is right. Mm -hmm. That I'm maybe toxic positive where it's like, I, I always come off as a very positive individual and, and I'm not necessarily always sharing the, the difficult emotions that I often deal with. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that they're not there. It's just that I'm constantly trying to work on focusing on the version of myself that I want to be. Right. right? Totally. And, and sometimes I'm trying to subvert the truth about what I'm actually feeling in that moment. Right. And, and Brenda, was saying, no, you, you, you have to be able to like just step into that and accept it and kind of move through it, you know, say, yeah, no, I'm angry. Right. But like, let's kind of <laughs> do that. I'm not going to allow that anger to, to turn into resentment. Right. Right. I'm not going to allow that anger to fester. I'm just going to acknowledge it for what it is and then, you know, move through it and be at peace. And I think that doing those things mm -hmm. helps on an energetic level, right. right? Like Brenda will tell you from like the, the Reiki and all of that, like being able to attune yourself on an emotional level will start to cure physical ailments. Right. You definitely have to release that anger. I was telling Sean, like sometimes yeah. I was just listening to rap music that uh, <laughs> I was mad. I wanted to listen to Meek Mill F you. I wanted to listen to Kendrick Lamar Money Trees. And I didn't know why, because I was so, you know, <laughs> I was just going through some stuff and I had a repeat yeah. for like a whole week. And I was like, okay, girl, you got to do something. Something ain't right, you know? And it, right. it helped me to get into balance. But like I was telling him, like, it was expressing my feelings for me because I didn't want to come out and say it and get out the car. I'm like, I'm happy. Like, nah, you ain't happy. You was just in that car. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that, that venting is always necessary, yes. allowing that energy to be released mm -hmm. so that it doesn't linger within the body. Right. Totally. There's something about acknowledging it that helps it go away. And mm -hmm. I'm totally guilty of it, too, of like trying to be so positive and like not being able to express myself as well when I am in a like a, a bad state or a negative place. Right. But I, I've been recently learning, like if you're able to just be with yourself and kind of acknowledge, you know, whatever you're perceiving as negative, it, it can really help it right. dissipate quicker. Right. And to find someone that you can confide in. And if you can't, you know, pull out your cards or something, pull out those tarot cards, those oracle cards and, and figure out what's actually going on to, to get it out. Because when you don't get it out, you feel stagnant on the inside. Like you feel like something is blocked because you haven't gotten that anger out. You didn't suppress it. You didn't say, I'm fine. And you didn't say all the affirmations, but really... You, you was bothered by that thing that made you yeah. angry or whatever happened um, in your environment that caused you to feel this way. So you have to get those things out or you're just going to wreak havoc on yourself. Eventually it's going to catch up with you and you'll be like, dang, why am I so angry? Because you didn't deal with that thing that you was going through yeah. last month. You yeah. said you was fine, love and light and I'm peaceful and this and that. And no, that really bothered you. So handle it. It's just festering on the inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah. get it out and then get back to your affirmations afterwards. Right. <laughs> right. So this is kind of a cheesy one and, and y'all kind of already answered it, but I'm going to ask y'all anyway, but like, why does what we put into our bodies matter? 
so many reasons. Like you have to recognize how closely related how you feel is to the things you put in your body. And another thing too, right? Like, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the book about it or heard anything about it, but they call the gut, the second brain. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you think about that, right, like the food and everything that you digest that moves through the gut and the nutrients that it pulls from it or the, the lack thereof, that goes straight to your nervous system, right? Sending signals to your brain. It's mm-hmm. it's signaling your mood and the the, the temperaments that you have. Right. So I, I noticed almost instantaneously, and I I know like we all have a pretty clean eating habit already, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you all know, like when y'all first made that transition, there was something like a like a cloud that was lifted from over your head, right? And yes. something that you didn't even realize was there. It was like a fog. And then all of a sudden it cleared. And you're like, dang, like, what was that? You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, like. It just felt better. Your mind was clear. Yes, your mind just clears. And especially one thing I would say too is like, in order to recognize this, I recommend fasting, right? Mm. And I, I'm saying this because I know I need to do it again myself soon. Mm-hmm. Sure. But fasting is really important because once you've, move the body into a state of what's called autophagy, which technically they say it might take up to 72 hours, right? So you might want to do like a three-day fast mm-hmm. to actually really cleanse and detox the system, right? Water, right? Being in a state of autophagy is like the opposite side of uh, the metabolic, the metabolic process, right? So like your metabolism is what's breaking down the food and, and causing your body to kind of like take in those nutrients. Autophagy literally means like the body eating itself because <laughs> yeah. like if you think about it we get brand new cells every single day mm-hmm. like our whole organs and our skin and all of this stuff replenishes and is like brand new after a set period of time right, right. so if that's the case where are all those dead cells going mm-hmm. right and if we're so busy like if our bodies are so stuck in the metabolic state like digesting food and all of that it never gets a chance to go into the the autophagy state right. where it's digesting and breaking down all of those dead cells and getting rid of the junk to actually clear up our system. Right. So once you do that and you start to eat again, you'll really be able to tell, like you'll instantly, like there's times like I know, you know, I'll, I'll eat a bag of chips and then like 20 minutes later I'll get a headache. And I'm like, I know exactly where that came from. Right. Right. But most people nowadays wouldn't recognize it because they're just constantly eating stuff. Right. So they're like, oh, I don't know why I feel this way. Like I'm hot. I'm flustered. I'm bothered. I'm, you know what I'm saying? But they're not acknowledging the bag of hot Cheetos that they just had right. or the, the pork rinds that they just had or something else, you know? Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> And it's definitely important. Like I went from being 120 pounds to 260, like over a 10 year period by just the stress that I had on me, like just being a paralegal and a new mother and I was a wife and it was a whole bunch of stuff going on. And when I read that guy's paper, I didn't realize all the poison, like he's not feeding his family this stuff for a reason. So when I went and I read all those books and stuff and I watched the documentary, What the Health, and it was another one. This lady was like 105 years old. I can't remember what it's called. I have to get it. But she was like sharp as a tack. Like, and I'm looking like, you know, I was trying to did all the weight loss treatments and all that. And it didn't help. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm gonna eat fast food. I won't drink pop. And all that weight fell off of me. And then I got into the herbs and then I lost a hundred pounds. And from there it was like, okay, the puffiness in my kids face, all my kids are all thin, but the puffiness in their face went away when we moved over to a plant-based diet. It was something so I'm like, 
y'all still skinny as ever, but y'all faces used to be so pudgy. And uh, <laughs> it's because the foods, it was the toxins in our bodies and stuff that we were able to release. And then after I weaned myself off of fast food and all that stuff, the fog just left. And it was like, I can see clear. I started to get in touch with my emotions and things like that. And me being empathetic, I didn't know exactly how I was harboring all those energies, but it was coming from the food and stuff that I was eating too. I wasn't able to process everything that I was going through because of all that toxin that was already in my body. So I had nowhere to go. It was just sitting there, not flowing, not doing nothing. And it comes out in your skin, your pores, all that. And you're just like, what's wrong with me? But people want to pop pills. They want to go to the doctor that's going to give them medication that has all the side effects. And they're not going to bat an eye. But they will bat an eye at your vegan food and yeah. your herbs. And we're like, well, is it good for me? Like, what do you mean? You just <laughs> popped this pill that got like a hundred side effects. And the first one's death. Like, please. Just yeah. <laughs> Don't be scared. I promise I'm not going to kill you. I care about you before the doctor. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. like so, you know, that's, that's how food can play a big part. Cause we don't know. I feel like food is a drug. It really is. And I fall short sometimes, even with the vegan processed food, yeah. I fall short. Cause like I was telling Sean, like, I pick up so many different energies and I don't have time to process it sometimes. And I'll grab that so delicious chocolate bar and be eating it and just on by my merry way and realize I didn't eat two out the box within an hour. Like, girl, get your life, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guilty yeah. of it too. I'll get the little so delicious, like the pint. Uh-huh. And just backing away on that. There's this little app that's like a coupon app or something like that, right? And I was checking it before I went grocery shopping. Uh-huh. And then they had like all types of sales. I'm like, oh, they got like 20% off of the, mm-hmm. the Beyond Meat yep. and like something else. And da, 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 da. And I was just like, oh, man, like I'm about to go. I'm about to go in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I was just like, wait, no, don't do that. I was like, Sean, you, you already got yourself into a habit of not buying these. Even if it's vegan, right? Like right. it's still processed, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I already told myself, I'm like, if I'm going to indulge, I'm just going to do it when I go out. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe once a week or so, or once every other week, or maybe once a month, right? I might indulge and have something nice, right? When I'm cooking for myself, I like to remain whole food plant-based, right? Or at least like minimal amounts of processed things, right? So that's how I prefer to cook at home. So like, I was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I had went and I watched like several YouTube videos (laughs) explaining why it's not good for me to eat those things and how the health benefits are equally as bad as if I were to be eating meat or anything else that's processed, right? Reverse engineering my mind there because I know how it is. Like it's, there's so many options now, especially in the vegan community that's like comparable to the things that we used to eat before, right? Like we have to recognize like American culture is very indulgent, yeah. you know, and oh, yeah. we just love to dive into things. We love to turn up the knob on all things dopamine, yep. right? So food and, and, and all of that stuff, like we want to make it an ecstatic experience. Right. And it's great to have fun every now and then. It's nice to kind of like experience something here and there, but we got to be able to pull the reins on ourselves to say, okay, look, right. I understand that what I'm eating is not something that I need to be eating every day. Right. This is not conducive to a nutritional lifestyle or nutritional value in my life. So I have to be able to counterbalance that or eliminate it altogether if I can't control myself. Yeah. And I I think America needs to know like the real fun is being healthy. Like that's, 
that's yeah. where the real fun happens at right when on, you're right able on. to have a community and you're able mm -hmm. to be free with your thoughts and your mind is clear and you're able to love more because all that food that's in our body we think we're having a good time by drinking alcohol and you know they got the wings night and all that stuff i'm like no like a good time is just getting in a circle with your friends and just releasing some things and come by yeah. on a little bit you ain't gotta have none of that you the real fun is really being healthy and it's like it's mm. it's it's unlearning all those things unlearning yeah. that you don't have to have this big massive meal and you know your meals ain't even gotta look that great like it's okay to have a salad with no dressing like it's 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 quite fine it's actually fulfilling you know but we mm. don't know that because we've been taught to just mask all of our food and you know have a little bit of plants yeah true i used to make huge like mixing bowls <laughs> worth of salad right Your salad like, with the bomb. <laughs> oh yeah, man I, 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 uh, I need to get back to doing it yeah. I, was, I was top of it like Tons of kale, tons of greens, tons of different veggies in there and all everything. that. Yeah. Everything. And it'd just be so good. And after I ate it, I felt like prime. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like yeah. energy is on point. Mental clarity is on point. Like I feel hydrated, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. it, it does something to you when you put the right things in your body. Right. And it's just no unfortunate doubt. that we as a culture have made it so easy to backslide into eating kind of like indulgently and, and over the top, you know, because it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun, but in the long run. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah. in moderation. Exactly. Like real moderation. Like, please don't eat that next month. If you ate it last month, don't do that with your friends. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, like my brother is not vegan at all. He'll come over and eat my food. And it's so crazy. Cause he's like, this is not vegan. I'm like, yes, it is. But he'll psych himself out. And then mm. if I have like just some massage kale and if I mm. bring, if they come over, like what you got to eat? I'm like, oh, I just made this massage kale. Like, that's all. I'm like, it's not enough. No, we want this. We want that. I'm just like, you, but they got to unlearn all those things. They think a good time is this massive meal and you got to have all yeah. the junk food and stuff like that. So, you know, we definitely have to unlearn these habits and it's been kind of hard. Unschooling. <laughs> yeah. Even my snacking game has gotten a little simple. Like, like I, I literally love just celery and hummus. Just those uh, two yeah. things. Yeah. It's so simple, but I can snack on that all the time. Yep. And it's healthy. Cool. So I think I pretty much just have one more question for you guys. Um, it's okay. kind of a two part, but uh, the whole like kind of point of this podcast, like what we're trying to get across to people is that you can do it yourself. You can start your own business you can keep it local, you yeah. can um, support other people in your community and collaborate with people. And that's what y'all are doing really well at. And I just want to ask y'all for the sake of helping other people kind of, you know, grab a little bit of that power, that self empowerment for themselves. I just want to ask y'all, how do y'all source your ingredients? And can people grow and produce their own teas? Brenda is my plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's and the plug. She is my supplier. Star West and Frontier Co-op, um, Mountain Rose Herbs is the only place I get my herbs from. Um, okay. I, there's a there's some other small dealers, but they grow their their herbs, but they really 
have to be in season to do that. They only grow like a little bit, but you can harvest and grow your own herbs to make the teas, but you have to make sure it's in the right climate. You have to make sure that you have the right thing. So I don't think I will ever try to grow them myself, probably like basil and something like that. I'll probably, I can do, but I will definitely, as long as star West is open, I would definitely uh, just get them from there. There's a completely different experience that you'll have when, like, if you try to grow the herbs by yourself versus getting them cured from an actual herb reseller, uh, just because of the experience overall. Of course, like, you may or may not be able to grow all of the herbs that you want in your right. tea. Some of them might be native to another, you know, country. Yeah, sure. Um, so granted those things might not do so well if you try to grow them in your own backyard, but like simple things like, you know, mint, you know, uh, mm-hmm. oregano right. or something like that. You might be able to do like a dandelion root, right? Mm. Like chrysanthemum, chamomile, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But some of those type of things might do well enough, yeah. but the way that, <laughs> You have to like dry the leaves or the technique that they use to dry the leaves to preserve the nutrients and to keep everything together. Right. It's like, that's a whole technique that'll take you years to master years to master. Right. right? Wow. And and just getting like that as well as like the, the right nutrients in the soil. Right. Because Mm -hmm. here in America, like permaculture is not yet prevalent. It's not like, monoculture is what's really kind of like taken hold of the American civilization since like Mm -hmm. agriculture kind of started, right? Like planting just a whole field of corn, planting just a whole field of cotton or or wheat or whatever, right? Right. Not allowing the plants to intermingle and diversify and kind of like create that network of nutrition, right like mm-hmm. that allows yeah. the soil to kind of interact in a certain way that allows the plant life and the organisms around it to kind of interact in a certain way right that helps to keep the the soil abundant in nutrients but monoculture kind of like makes all of the nutrients just like sap right. it, it allows certain um bug life to thrive where it shouldn't right, right? which causes the need for pesticides things that Right. Right. So there's a lot of things where it's like if you do it yourself, you might run into some of those problems. You might have to, you know, jump a few more hurdles to try and make it make sense for you. It's not to say that you can't do it. Right. But you're better off just getting it from like a professional tea supplier, like herbalist that that has a good connection with tea growers who do it for a living. Right. Who do it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And always make right sure, on. try to make sure all the herbs are, are organic because yeah. at least, you know, they're not growing in a pesticides. And so that's like counterproductive mm-hmm. in Star West. They're all about organic. Right on. And yeah, just to throw it out there um, to the people listening, we did a whole episode on veganic permaculture. And mm-hmm. then we did right. a whole uh, episode with a guy named Mark Epstein. And he took his land from land that they told him he couldn't grow anything on to he has like a full like flourishing veganic farm so yeah so there are ways to do it and it you know it's it's like one of those things where we're just now because of the the one crop culture you know the monocrop culture where we're so far away from these like ways of thinking but the information is slowly getting back to the people so that's a huge plus 
This is actually true. I'm actually subscribed to a newsletter that sends out information about permaculture and like has ebooks on permaculture and all of that stuff too. So it's something that I would like to tap into. I have a brother, uh, David Ritchie, who's in um, Florida. He goes by Kip. He's a certified permaculturist. Oh man, he grows some amazing stuff. So I really love seeing this resurgence of permaculture and how prevalent it's becoming. I know for sure yeah. When I finally get a piece of land for myself, I will have like a food forest, like a permaculture mm, food forest. Right. Yeah. That's abundant. <laughs> yeah. And right I know on. who to reach out to when I'm ready to do that. Right. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I've made some cool connections doing this little podcast here. And we've actually, one of the things that's been coming up a bunch lately is a episode on food forests. Like I have to do an episode on food forests. Gotta so, do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was synchronistic. Cool. Well, hey, I want to thank y'all so much for joining me on this podcast today. Y'all are super awesome. Y'all have a lot of knowledge that we just gave to the people. Yeah, if y'all want to maybe shout out your websites, your social media, stuff like that, just to leave everybody with, that'd be awesome. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. And you can find me at the Hill and Garden Cafe on Instagram and on Facebook, and then I'm at www.thehillandgartencafe.com. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Peace and blessings, you all. Thank you again, Austin, for having me. It's Mr. Wild and Free. You can find me at mrwildenfree on IG or Twitter or wherever else, but I'm mainly on IG. But if you really want to tap into what I got going on, check out the website that is wildenfree.com. Wild and Well Tea, available now, right? A collaboration with my good friend, Brenda, and the Healing Garden Cafe. It. it is available on both of our websites. You can visit shop.wildenfree.com to pick some up today. You can go to thehealinggardencafe.com to get some or check out a couple of her other tea blends as well. So definitely check that out. And, you know, there's also a couple of other cool merch products that are on the, the Wild and Free website. I got tea mugs on there and a couple of other cool things on the way. So. And I have other different healing bombs, too. I have bath soaks, cream. I have aura sprays. I have all of those things on that website. It's not just teas. Indeed, indeed. Oh, and of course, I got to tell you all about the music. You know what I'm saying? Go check out the music. Search Mr. Wild and Free on all yeah. your favorite streaming platforms. Uh, just dropped a new album in August called 2020 Flows. So definitely check that out. I got a couple more albums out. So you, you got a whole discography to check out if you want. <laughs> yeah, super good music. Definitely check that out. Hey, thank you all so much. Heal yourself. And I think the takeaway is if you're going to pop pills, pop oregano oil. Right, get some oregano oil or get with, or get with the tea trappers. Yeah, <laughs> get with the tea trappers. Get with the tea trappers. Your herb dealers over here. And thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you all so much. Have a good Peace, one. Bye. Yeah, Peace. Y'all. Peace and blessings. Bye-bye. Yo, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you're currently involved in a local project that strengthens the links in your local food supply chain, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at wakingjustice.org and tell us about your work. And if you want to learn more about local revolutionaries making evolutionary change in their communities, 
Find us on your favorite podcast platform or head on over to wakingjustice.org to meet the team, check out more episodes, and learn more about the project. And to become a financial supporter of this podcast and to gain access to members-only content, visit patreon.com slash wakingjustice. And remember, the real revolution builds self-reliance and community resilience. That's why the real revolution is a local revolt. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.